With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hey there, everybody. This is BrothersComics.com. This is our Game of Thrones podcast. We're going to talk about episode seven. It's called The Broken Man. Um, with me, I have the female perspective. Uh, hello, female perspective, aka Gigglebox. And I also have from parts uh, unknown, <laughs> <laughs> Brother Beavis. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So yeah, so we're going to talk about this episode. Uh, Beavis, let's jump in. What did you think, uh, Brother Beavis? Yeah, I I think you know I'm just waiting for the as many kind of big moments as there've been. I'm I'm still waiting for like the big battle, the big reveal, the big death this season. So they're still doing stuff. You know, they're still like introducing stories. They're still kind of resolving plot lines, and it's still interesting. But again, this was another week like last week where I think there's there's big moments, especially from like a book reader's perspective. That the you know the hound, the return of the hound is huge. We see Arya's story going forward. You know, Jamie's still active in the Riverlands. We see the North starting to come up, but it still feels like filler from a from a big event perspective. Um, what do you think, from my perspective? Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with that. Yeah, it kind of feels like filler. Yeah, um, I, I was observing it, and yes, it did feel like you know they were trying to build up for something bigger. Something you know, maybe next episode is where all the all the sparks happen. But right now it's just basically the build up to those sparks. It looks like. So I mean, uh, so basically, let's start with the big reveal that yes, all the internet chatter was correct. They brought back the hound, and they actually mentioned his real name, which was Sandor something. Sandor or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't, you know, I didn't know he had a, I, I never heard his name before. Yeah, so the mountain, his name is Gregor Clegane, and this is Sandor Clegane. Okay. Gregor Clegane. So, yes, we thought that he got, well, I thought he got killed by Brienne, but apparently that did not happen. He uh, survived that somehow, and I've, they could have called it the episode Homecoming because who, what was the guy's name who found him? He was from, wasn't he from Deadwood, too? Um, <laughs> Ian McShane. Didn't you mention something in a previous podcast that, that Ian McShane had let it slip about um, the Hound coming back? And then he basically said that the show boils down to uh, tits and dragons or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> that. That's exactly what. He uh, he refuted the the Internet rage that he had potentially let out a spoiler of their beloved show by telling them to back the fuck down because all they loved was a show about tits and dragons. So, yeah, right, he, right. he owned that, all the fanboys in one shot. If you know anything about his personality, that fits him perfectly. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I can definitely see him saying that. 
Definitely. <laughs> did you did, did y'all watch Deadwood? No. Yeah, I never. I couldn't get into it. I wanted but, to, but I uh, I sh- I watched about ten minutes of it, and my missus shut it down. But I understand that basically the entire uh, dialogue is cocksucker and motherfucker. And so I, I'm <laughs> really intrigued by a show that can tell an entire story with only saying the words cocksucker and motherfucker. So. Wow. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, uh, but yes, yeah, basically, his character discovers um, the hound that was, he was hurt. He, he saved him, put him on the cart. He survived, and he comes to this comedy basically of a bunch of kind of guess peaceniks and farmers, and he's trying to save these people. You know, trying to teach them to be nice and kind and to love uh, some higher power. And the hound is starting to listen to it and go for it and listen. I think he was going for it. And, you know, and just as, you know, he was heading toward the, the goodness or whatever, that's when the, the three not-so-wise men come out of out of the badlands talking yes. And you know, the next thing you know, those those uh, three unwise men knock off all the peaceniks, hang, our, hang the new guy, and the hound kind of looks like he's going to resort back to his uh, old ways. Yep, right back in it. Except for this time, instead of two-handed sword, apparently it's going to be with a with a, a wood chopping axe. <laughs> yeah, he's going to put in some work. Yeah, I mean, it looks like he may be seeking revenge. I'm not sure, but yeah, he, I think what? he was thinking about turning a you know a new leaf. And all all that happened, and he was like, I can't do it. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to do it. One thing I noticed about this episode, kind of in the structure, it seemed like they cut a lot faster between kind of the different stories. They didn't have a, they didn't have a ton of stories going on, but it seemed like it, it cut through the stories pretty quick, whereas, like, in some of the previous episodes, they've let, them, they've let the individuals parts of the story have, you know, 10 minutes or so to do their thing, and this seemed like it was, it was much more rapid, and it was a short episode, too, so it was, like, really over quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right, I'm, but I think they stuck in as much as they could in that, what, 49, 50 minutes, I mean, they except for, they didn't bring up uh, Khaleesi, and we didn't see Tyrion again, mm-hmm. so, but the other stories they uh, talked about... Your boy Ron um, was back this week. That is correct. I'm sorry, who was that? Big Hutch's boy Bron, the mercenary. Was back oh, for the first time yeah. Yes, he came back. He's gonna he's gonna assist Jamie to take back the, the kingfish? What was that castle? The blackfish. The blackfish. Yeah, the blackfish. And yes, now that storyline, House Bray and all these, I'm I'm not so familiar with. Would you like to shed some light, uh, Brother Beavis? Yeah. So, um, so they're from the Riverlands was allowed was allied with the Starks based on the the uh, marriage of of uh, Caitlin Tully to Ned Stark, and so she's that's House Tully is her house. Edmure is her brother, I think, and um, the Blackfish is her uncle. So mm-hmm. they are basically the good guys, but they're not particularly strong. 
and they were on the wrong side of the Red Wedding because most of them. Well, Edmure was captured by the uh, by the phrase by Walter Frey. So they're you know they they're not like buying for the throne, but they are strong allies. And the Riverlands is significant because it it controls a lot of the way to traverse the continent. You have to kind of go through areas that they control. So they're important, but they're not like uh, going to buy for the throne. But they're powerful allies. Um, so they're the Jamie's been dispatched to try and bring that to a conclusion, but it doesn't seem like they're going to make it make it easy for him. And the blackfish is just like, he's a grizzled old fart, and, um, you know, he's not going to, he's, you know, he's willing to watch his nephew get killed, because his nephew's kind of a little putz anyway. He's, he, he was never that strong for, for, uh, for Rob Stark. You know, he kind of screwed some stuff up with him, things they were planning, because he thought he was being awesome, but, yeah, the blackfish doesn't fuck around. Apparently, yeah, he's like killing. I don't care. Do it, do it now. And get it over with. And then you know, Jamie comes in. He thinks he's, you know, he's he's the Kingslayer. He thought they were just gonna roll over just because he showed up. And he told him, and, and they had a little whatever you want to call it, a little meeting before the fight. And he basically told the Kingslayer that I had you measured, and you come a little bit short. <laughs> uh, he was quite disappointed. Right. In other words, he didn't think too much of him. So yeah, he's basically team bring it. Yeah. <laughs> and basically, <laughs> and while we're while we're talking about Lancers doing badly, let's go. Let's talk about Cersei. Cersei also got her. Uh, she got uh, tough and whipped too today, or yeah, tonight. Yeah, by the um the grandmother of Queen Marjorie. Uh, basically, she said she let Cersei know that all of that with the the High Sparrow and and all that mess was was Cersei's fault to begin with. That Cersei was not a likable person. Nobody liked her. She didn't have an army. She didn't have any backup. So basically, she's on her own. And if she were wise, she would get the hell on. <laughs> I mean, I, was I wasn't not, sure. I wasn't sure that Cersei wasn't going to unleash the mountain in that thing. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Cersei probably thought about it. <laughs> I know it's Cersei. But Cersei, Cersei needs their family because, like I said, they got the they got the purse strings. The Lancers are broke, and yeah, they still broke. You know, broke. They don't have they don't have much in a, of an army, and most and anything tied anything tied to the. Uh, the kingdom has now been allocated to the church. So, but yeah, Elena was like, "I wonder if you're the worst person I've ever met." And I'm like, mm, "Yeah, maybe." Exactly. Our one. <laughs> and, yeah. and and she and she's no uh, pretty flower herself. No. She, she no. ain't nice either. So no, and she said that at her age, she it's a, and you know she she's long in the tooth, so she's even lived some years. That she was probably one of the worst people she's ever met. So that's saying something. Right. I mean, that's a that's a tongue lashing. That I mean, that's an ouch. I'd rather take the sword. <laughs> but yeah, that was. I mean, that was a great little scene there. But yes, the yeah the Lannisters did not win the week, in my opinion. That's for that's for darn sure. None of them. Yeah. Yes, they, think, uh, they didn't get any victories. The sisters were pretty much shown up by 
everyone they they try to uh, encounter, or they everyone that they encountered, they were pretty much shut right. up. I mean, even even his right hand man gave a little lift. I don't want to hear that yes about Lancers always pay their debts. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or, right. You want to hear it. Basically, the Lannister motto has gotten old and stale as far as everybody seems to seems to go. Well, I think Bronn heard enough of that from Tyrion. But you, the funny thing is, like, you know, you saw it with the Blackfish again tonight. Like, everyone, when they meet Jamie, the first word out of their mouth is Kingslayer. You know, the mm-hmm. first word is, like, you know, nobody has any regard for him. He's the knight with absolutely no honor. And the irony is, like, that's really one of the only noble things he's done in his life. He saved, you know, everyone in King's Landing from getting burned to death by killing the king. But everyone regards him as a traitor and just faithless because of that. Right. He stabbed him in the back, right? So, yeah. And so he's, in the book, like, he's reached this point because, you know, he hates himself almost as much as everybody hates him. And he's actually, like, starting to kind of rebound from that. And he's starting to become a fairly decent person. But they've gone sort of a different direction on the show where he's, like, Lannister for life now. You know, he's doing this for Cersei. Right, uh-huh. right, because the, the, he can. I think he can see that the Lannister power base is slipping. I mean, his own son slash king just sent him out here to fight this bullshit war. Yep. So I mean, so yeah, the Lannisters were take, definitely taking the L this episode. So let's go to our uh, next location. Uh, let's go to uh, the uh, Greyfell, or you know, yeah. Theon and his sister. They apparently they had found. I don't know where that place was. Was that Las Vegas? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it must have been a, a side shoot of Las Vegas. <laughs> I, I, I think I think that might have been Horror Island. I've heard about this place, but that might have actually been Horror Island. So I don't know. Yeah, that's not. Uh, doesn't sound like that's too far fetched. Right. Um, <laughs> clothing was definitely optional. <laughs> Well, I saw on the when they brought up the ratings, it was like nudity. I was like, yes, here we go, because that end has been missing the last couple of weeks, I think. <laughs> so that's what you look for in each episode. <laughs> that's right, yep. Yeah, adult language, yep. Adults, yeah, I got that, yep. Oh, yes, nudity, here we go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, basically, yes, they uh, they cleared out the, the red market district and just put everybody in the, in the scene. No clothing for the women, so yeah, it was. If you're into that, it was a whole lot of in. <laughs> so, uh, and yes, but the uh, the actual scene was with uh, Theon and his sister. The I guess she's the the queen and queen in exile, or I guess. But they're trying to build their ships and build up their fleet, and then they're going to try to sell their their fleet to Khaleesi. Yeah. To um. Yeah. To, to um to get yeah, help to, from police uh, right and help her take back the take back the Westeros and to also I mean guess they would also get them they would take back they'll get their stuff back as well so it looks like it's gonna be a big gigantic uh, pirate battle or sea battle coming yeah. up too they're they're on their way to Marine right yeah wherever she is I guess yeah. So yeah, the the crow internet is still up and running. They can find each other. So yeah, yeah. but basically she 
she was telling Theon he needs to man up. She was tired of him looking like a broken down uh, <laughs> dog. So he needs to man up, and if he can't, then he needs to end it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, at the end, I think some of her words start to sink in, and he looked like he started to realize, okay, I, I've got to, um, I've got to, uh, you know, at least make an attempt. Yeah. I didn't know, I didn't know that she was the older sister. I thought she was younger, but. Yeah, she, she called him little brother. Yeah, but the. The females don't get much respect in terms of the uh, the uh, inheritance or anything like that. As long as there's a son alive, that's pretty much who's the king. So. Right. But, you know, I think this, for the show, it ties it up nicely that they're going to go find Daenerys, but it seems like kind of stress, like, oh, shit, I didn't get the kingdom. Oh, what should we do now? Well, let's go ahead and steal everything and go all the way across the ocean and team up with this chick we know nothing about. So, we, eh, come on, that's a little contrived at this point. Uh, yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, they they don't know her. She doesn't know them. So, yeah, how do they expect that to uh, to jail or, you know, to to mesh? Uh, it's interesting how, how they think that's going to, you know, work out smoothly, but We'll see. Well, I guess that's also a good segue to the next thing about there's a whole lot of lack of trust or how what, what name value can get you. And let's go with Jon Snow and Sansa. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, but they, uh, they also got uh, tongue last. This, uh, Beat down episode. by a 10-year-old. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lady, Lady Mormon, or what was her yeah, name? Yeah, Lady Mormon. Yep. House Mormon, right. Lady Mormon at Bear Island, right? And she was pretty much running everything and let them know it, <laughs> right? Small don't, talk. Right. Don't be fooled by my age. Uh, yeah, I'm running this <laughs> at ten years old. Right. She was like, I mean, she, she what she did to Sansa. I mean, like, are you Lannister? Yeah. Are you a Bolton? Yeah. How can I trust you? I mean, that'd be yeah. wild. You know, when I when I watched this, we talked last week about who would you who who you're going to be upset when they die. You know, after tonight, I I kind of forgot about him. But if Davos dies, that could be upsetting because he had a good scene tonight. He's a you know he's somebody that's a a hero in spite of himself. Uh, you know, he hasn't had too many big scenes, but he he had a, he had a good role tonight. Even though it it did only net sixty two warriors for the cause. <laughs> yeah, sixty-two. <laughs> that I thought like at least you know at least five hundred. No, sixty-two. <laughs> and she let him know, uh, look, you're lucky to be getting sixty-two. Right. <laughs> and then and then the other house, House Glover, uh, he he no certain terms. He he didn't give him sixty-two man. You got double zero. Yep. He got nothing. Yeah, so they got a couple houses. They they talked about who they had when they were all lined up, but they failed with the Glovers. They got the Mormons. There's a house that they haven't talked about, the Manderleys, that pays that plays a role in the books, but they haven't really talked about them at all in the show. 
Hmm. But, yeah, I don't know. It sounds like they've done as much recruiting. Now, Sansa wrote that letter. I'm assuming that was to, to Littlefinger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah that's, man, that's how desperate you are. <laughs> and, and how does Sansa think she's going to be the, the, the queen of the Starks? I mean, if it wasn't for Jon Snow... I mean, she'd have no army. I mean, well, and, and, that, really had and that's what uh, Little Fingers told her. She said, basically, that's not your army. That's Jon Snow's army. Right. And he's your half-brother. So, basically, yeah, you really don't have your own army. Right. And the Stark name, the Stark name's only got about $2 left of credit. <laughs> $62 in credit. Right. I mean, that's, that was awful, too. I mean, the, yeah, the Starks are... I mean, they're I mean, they're beat down. One one son is captured. Uh, Jon Snow's half, and you know, just on, on the word of Ned, Sansa, like I said, she's she's been split around. And then Arya, she just I don't know how she survived her. Uh, oh yeah, her <laughs> her encounter, yeah. I mean, being stabbed and right. She she was trying to get a ship to go back to Westeros. And she was on her way to doing it, and then all of a sudden, you got to leave them old ladies alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, next thing you know, she catching it in the stomach. I mean, like four or five good stabbings. Yeah, and then and, falls and a twist in, too. And then falls into the water, and uh, yeah, she manages to get out the water, and then she's walking along the streets where people are looking at her bleeding all over the place. All right. And, uh, yeah, and no one offered to help her, so that's interesting, too, but, yeah. <laughs> you get the feeling they see that fairly often. <laughs> right, well, so it doesn't seem like the way followed the instructions, which were don't let her suffer, because that was not a killing blow. No, nah, uh, yeah, no. Nah, that yeah. was personal. That was personal. All right. And, yeah, a lot of vengeance in that, stabbing the stomach, that makes them... Uh, hurt and bleed longer. Yeah, you with, bleed out with, oh, much slower with that wound. But yeah, but yeah, it, yeah. The stars didn't have a good week either. Mm-hmm. And as a matter of fact, the, the only the biggest pull they got was from the wildlings. Yep. The right the the free men as they called themselves. They were the ones that sounded all like the. The Continental Congress of 1776, they're like, oh, yeah, we should join you guys. And it's about our freedom, and if we don't, it's, it's liberty or death. I'm like, hey, that sounds like a speech. Hey, if, as soon as the giant throws in, you got to throw in, right, because you can argue against it? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. That would be correct. You saw what he did to the last dude. That is correct. Uh-huh. And that dude ain't coming back for next season either. He painted the wall red with him, with the last guy who didn't listen. So, right. Uh-huh. So, I mean, so that the, the Starks were taking the lump, the Lancers took some lumps. We didn't see Targaryens. Uh, so we we did forget to talk about well, well Queen Marjorie or not, yeah, Queen Marjorie, and uh, she had a little thing with um uh, with the High Sparrow. So, I mean, they're talking, and apparently she's she sounds like she is believing the, the, the good book and the words. She's quoting scriptures, and, and now they're, they're sitting there talking to each other. And, you know, 
basically, uh, the High Sparrow tells Queen Marjorie that, hey, uh, you better tell your grandmother that, you know, if she comes, she converts to us, or I, I fear for her body and soul. <laughs> Which is pretty much why uh, her grandmother trying to get the heck up out of town before she gets locked up too. Or, or worse. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, she passed her the, the. That was the cool thing. And when we get to, if we want to get to who won the week, I think the Tyrells came out all right. But Marjorie made it clear. You know, she passed her a picture of the rose, which is a symbol of her family. She passed her a picture and said, "Hey, you know, I'm still, you know, I'm still Tyrell for life." So. You know, yeah, I think basically that was a nod to let her know, you know, I'm playing a, I'm playing a game to to survive basically, but this this is all just that. So yeah. And yeah, my yeah my player or my uh, who won the week would I also would say the Tyrells, well Marjorie, yeah she's definitely playing the game, and she she's moving the pieces. Yeah, particularly after after Olena laid into Cersei. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what? Who was your uh, winner of the week? Uh, uh, female perspective. Um, I'll agree. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, yeah there, agree there wasn't anybody. There weren't. There weren't a lot of people that came out ahead this week. No, no, it, uh, it wasn't. It was it, everybody <laughs> was marginal at best. And the last year didn't. They went backwards. If there's anything. <laughs> so yeah, it was. It was very. Yeah, this was a very incremental episode for, for our for our heroes and villains. Mm-hmm. And it looks like next week is going to be the one that we hope is a big, you know, rump shaker. Well, you know what? I'm gonna take that back. Uh, I Uh-oh. think Lady Mormont won the week for me. King Hero running things and basically letting people know I'm in charge and you will listen to me. I like that. So she won the week. Right. The best part of her speech was when, when her, when her uh, her maester leaned in to give her some advice and she and she gave him well, a face time. Like, oh, I don't want to hear it. Talk to the hand. <laughs> Talk to the hand. So yeah, she won the week for me. <laughs> so they, they've te- they're teasing us again with this uh, the church versus state battle. They we fell for it last time because they had all the army squared off and and it backed out. So it looks like the mountain is about to teach some of the uh, sparrows a thing or two about dying here next week. Yeah, and look, yeah, the yeah the uh, preview for next week looked like there will be some bloodshed. So, how do you die this episode? About one? I don't remember that. Well, if you count all the all the people that were oh, involved okay. in the, yeah, the, the little peace nick yeah, uh, thing, right. yeah, they knocked yeah, all of them off. Yeah, they, yeah. So I guess they would count about fifteen, twenty. They killed the kid too, so that was nice. that was nasty. So yeah, I guess they would count for the dead folks this week. Yes. Hmm. So, hey, I mean, Coach, I got a question for you. Something occurred to me. So, you know, we were talking last time. You're an old school D and D fantasy fan. What is it like yeah. for you to have something like this enter into the mainstream? That's a hey, that's a good question. It um, I, where was this about thirty years ago when it would have helped me out a lot, as opposed <laughs> to getting talked about and chased about, talked about quit chasing those bugbears. <laughs> don't go in those, those funny tunnels. All that stuff. 
yes, um, this all being mainstream helps out a lot. It, you know, even we used to talk about Lord of the Rings, you know, before it became a big gigantic movie, and basically all this, all this stuff about dragons and dungeons and swords and sorcery used to be a. You talk about that to a woman, and you weren't talking to her very long. That was the last conversation. Yeah, yeah. Hey, or hey, you want to play Dungeons and Hey, come back. <laughs> <laughs> right. So now with the success of Lord of the Rings as a major movie, and you know Game of Thrones, and you also throw in the what did we say? Harry Potter. Harry or Harry Potter. All this, yeah. All this sort of sorcery stuff has gone mainstream. There's women at the cons. There's women who, you know, dress up and do this stuff. So it helps me out a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you want to tell people like stop being bandwagon fans and get off your lawn and you know where were you thirty years ago? <laughs> well, as far as that goes. I mean, like I said, I'm playing Pathfinder now, and I played Dungeons & Dragons as a paper and pen uh, game. I mean, people are barely playing it now yeah. as far as the paper and pen goes. So at this point, I don't want to die, so I'm like, yeah. please, whatever yeah. makes you happy, let's, you know, we'll try to do it. I'll play D&D online, whatever. So yeah. that's that's how I feel. It is, I mean, it is weird, and I think, you know, Lord of the Rings, as big as it was, I think is a little bit different from this because, you know, that was sort of like the classics, and I think a lot of what people liked about it was just kind of like how well it was done and whatnot. But there's people who, like, never like never touched a 20-sided dice, never, never knew there was a die that had more than six sides on it that are all about this shit now. And it's, it's just a weird thing. So. I, well, like I said, it's... At this point, you know, I I'm a, I said I'm old school D and D, but the only way it's going to stay alive is if we keep we get yep. these fringe people to, to do it. Yep. All right. So I mean, but look, like ten years ago, I don't think the female perspective would have been doing this. That would be correct <laughs> because I would have been one of the ones running as far away from it as possible. <laughs> Right, you know when you know when you have somebody come up to your house and you and they look at your 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 book selections and you know it's like okay, uh, Ward Peace, uh, <laughs> Moby Dick, Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> yeah, please. Yeah, yeah right. exactly. Uh, right, and then, exactly. right. Then you got to go through the. What you are? You don't dress up, do you? You don't want to come? Oh, yeah. Right. And then, yes, it's over from there. <laughs> well, I think, um, you know, it's, yeah, it's just, it's, it's really amazing to me how things have come around. It's, um, and, and what way? Just, like I said, that like I think Game of Thrones, I would say they sort of eased people into it because they held like some of the more fantastical elements of it till late. But they did have a scene; they had a scene like right up front where there's a zombie dude that lops off people's heads, like right in the middle, you know, right in the inter- opening scene. But you know, there's Walking Dead that you know people are that's that's the other thing people are crazy about. You know, the zombie show. But, yeah, 
it just never didn't didn't really imagine a time where anything like this would be mainstream. Right. Yeah. Right. You know. Yeah, you're right. About twenty. I remember, like I said, twenty, thirty years ago when I remember we were talking about the, making the Watchmen a movie, and they're mm. like, "What's going to De Niro to do it?" And all this and all that. He'll be uh, the uh, Owl Man or whatever. And I'm like, "Are you guys on dope? This will never happen." <laughs> and and basically, it took up until the 21st century for comic book heroes and Lord of the Rings and all that stuff to actually to pierce the mainstream. And now it's flooding in, and I'm almost tired of all these crazy zombie movies. Um, I'm almost out of The Walking Dead because mm-hmm. it's it's kind of meandering. And that's reached the point where you my, just gotta kind of watch it to figure out how it ends. That's like lost at this point for me. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's not a good thing because no, lost no. went down quickly after like the first season. It it pretty much plummeted after that. But uh, yeah, um, yeah. With with the Walking Dead, yeah, it it, it is meandering, and you're kind of like, okay, maybe it's at the point they need to wrap it up. And that might you know, be that's how the Game of Thrones is kind of going through it too. It might be in that they're they're off they're off the rails. They're making up their own stories now for the most part. Mm-hmm. So they're like, let's expand this out as much as, we, as possible. We're they're, we're we're freelancing, and the, like I said, these filler episodes are kind of their way of you know pushing it out some more. Well, I think they're trying. I've heard that they're only they're talking about having like two more short seasons, maybe, and that could be the end of it. But I, you know, I think they're they probably got in mind the big reveals for this season. You know, there's still three episodes left. I'm assuming that you know there'll be probably like one. I'm assuming one will be like the Battle of Winterfell. Um, you know, I don't know if next week seemed like it was heavily focused on King's Landing. So yeah, I think there's points they're trying to make, and then you know, I just some point they got to get everybody pointed north and take on the Night's King or whatever. But we'll see how it goes. I think you know this is just a case where I, I think, like we talk about in comics all the time, you know, you, you, you there there are good stories everywhere, and if you treat it well and and put money into it and, and do a good production, you can make stuff that's enjoyable, no matter what the genre is, and. Right. I'm I'm, I'm just glad to see that whether it's comic books or zombies or fantasy or whatever, you know, you can actually get funding to do it right and not just crank out these B, you know, B-rated movies or whatever. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's it's all good. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I'm I'm in. And hey, you know what? I'm glad you brought this up as well. Is there a series from from like 15, 20 years ago that they haven't done yet? that you want to see in a produce like this? The one that gets talked about a lot is the Wheel of Time, but I'm yeah. not sure that would be good. Um, yeah. That is very slow-paced, very confusing, and it's really, it, it is kind of derivative of a lot of other stuff. Um, the the King Killer Chronicles are out now. They haven't actually finished it. That's one that would that could be fairly interesting. Um, they tried. Did you watch any of the uh, Shannara stuff on MTV? I tried to the Shannara Chronicles. Not good. Not good. Right? Yeah. I, yeah. No one is a big fan of that. What about like the Dragon Riders of Pern? 
I didn't read that. I would love to see Dragonlance done well, though. That, that was my shit back in the day. Right, yes. Everybody uh, all the, everybody loved the Dragonlance. And what was this, Tannis? Oh. Yeah, did you see the animated version of that? It was terrible. I did not see that. Um, no. As a former employee of Watsy, uh, Wizards of the Coast, um, I'm... I, I, I'm still having horrible dreams about that Dungeons and Dragons movie with Oh God, brother. Yeah, no, it was horrible. Uh, that was horrible. And very horrible. So yes, it's uh, uh yeah. So I would like to see if they if they brought up in the uh, the the Chronicles or the Dungeons and Dragons stuff that Twilight, the sorts of Autumn Twilight, and I forgot all the something, Autumn Twilight. I can't remember all those names of them, but... Winter, I know it was Autumn, Winter, and Spring. Right. And dawning, I think, Winter, I don't know, Winter, Twilight, Autumn, Twilight, I don't know. Yeah, right. Oh, if they did that, that would be cool, I have, but who would do it, and would it be like HBO, or would it be like some Disney Channel mess, and I'm, yeah. I would sound more like Disney if, if, if they get a shot at it. Well, the good thing is you can get stuff made on, like, Netflix or HBO. I mean, there's there's varying levels. Like, the you know, the CW stuff with DC right now, it, it is, it's very CW, but it has its moments. Um, you know, so there's, there's, there's just different outlets for everything, and some things work better than others. Yeah. But it also helps if you have really good actors, preferably it sounds like with an English accent, they're going to see a few American actors and stuff. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, you give them English actors and some cool uh, banisters and and swords and some stabbing, it seems to go over right now. <laughs> and nudity. Yeah, and nudity, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that works. So, is there any, I mean, uh, female perspective, do you have any, uh, yeah, female perspective is like, you, you nerds. Uh, yeah i'll take your word for it and yeah we we'll go from there (laughs) you did like the two doors even though oh yeah i love the two doors but there's no sword and sorcery and that kind of stuff no not really no No. but i i was a big fan of the two doors definitely yeah that's about the only thing right this is the only thing that we kind of like that has sword and sorcery Mm-hmm. Elements in it. Wasn't um, wasn't Marjorie was Marjorie Terrell in that? Yeah, yeah she, she was. Yeah, yeah, she was in. She was all the yeah, way. Yeah, she was Anne Boleyn, <laughs> the one of the wives that got beheaded. But yes, <laughs> but she's a great. She's a good actor. Yes, yeah, she is, and right. she played that role rather well. So yeah, right. Did, did that new movie with Amelia or Emma Clark? What's what's that? Her she had a movie come yeah, out. Yeah, she did. Uh, well, she was in one, she was in one of the Terminator movies. Yeah, she was. You're right. She, yeah, the that. the last Terminator movie that came out, I think she was in that. I didn't watch that, Miss. Uh, let me see. What's the name of that movie? Something about the red something or 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 some. I met you. I'm about to meet you. Some mess. <laughs> but uh, but we definitely well we saw that Kit Kit Harrington movie what was that movie or uh, about the volcano oh uh, yeah Pompeii uh, Pompeii yeah Pompeii yeah that, that, that awful. Uh, me before you that's me, the name of it right yeah so there I guess there 
it's, they might as well start thinking about branching out and getting. And most of them have. I mean, they. I mean, the actors that appear on this show, you've seen them, you know, in movies and stuff like that. So they they are branching out. And, yeah. Well, and well Jamie to, Jamie yeah. Lannister was in the Gods of Egypt yeah. movie that everyone loved. I'm sorry. Say that again. Jamie Lannister was in the Gods of Egypt movie that everybody loved. Oh, <laughs> uh, you would mention that, huh? Yeah. Uh, yikes. <laughs> he might want to keep that hidden. <laughs> I didn't see that either. Uh, no, and have no plans of seeing it. <laughs> so, I mean, that's that's where we are. We're kind of... This, like I said, we, we're trying to do some filler. We talked about the show in five minutes, and it's like, okay, so what are you doing this week? Yeah, yeah, for the most part, you can sum it up in about five minutes. Right, which is basically wait to the next episode for something really, really good to happen. Uh-huh. Or at least you hope. hope. Yeah. Hope. So this was episode seven of Game of Thrones. On a scale of one to ten, what would you rate it, female perspective? I give it. I'll give it a seven. What would you rate it, uh, wow. brother? Wow, that's that's pretty generous. Seven. What um, well, I so I put it in perspective of the other six. I mean, it's, it's the the third one. I think was the other one and the one prior to this. I think they're all sort of uh, bottom of the barrel. I I kind of think last week was even more eventful than this one. So I think this is. One of the worst, but not the worst of this season. So on a scale of 1 to 10, I'd have to call it a 2, since there's only one episode I don't like more. Nice! You're I'm I'm going to use every number one. What was that? That's assuming I'll use every number one. So there's one to ten oh, episodes. Okay. Wow. So it really nice. nothing, It can't be any worse. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um. I was gonna. I was gonna be a nice seven. But uh, yeah. But that too is gonna throw off the curve. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. It's, it, I think it was a good episode. It is. It was based more on soap opera stuff as opposed to hacking and slashing. So, if you're into the soap opery kind of thing, then this episode with your characters that you like will mm-hmm. will help you out. If you don't like these characters, if you're waiting for Tyrion and Khaleesi, um, well, yeah, you can basically FF through this one. <laughs> and hopefully, <laughs> and, you know, in the Return of the Hound, it should be a huge thing, and certainly, you know, he's he's left for dead. That should be a big event, but I don't know. But, it was foretold this wonderful the crows that we use called the internet. I mean, they. Mm-hmm. I mean, you knew it was coming. You kind of yeah. knew it was coming, but it's still just like we knew that Jon Snow was going to eventually come back. Um, and that episode, I think you were still excited and so forth to see it happen. So yeah, this one should have. I don't know. The build up should have been a little bit higher for for the return of the hound, but. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, and he, maybe and maybe also it was in the context in which he returned too. I mean, I don't know. And we have to yeah, the Red Wolf while we're at it too. Where's she at? Oh yeah, she's old. She can't she can't be in all the episodes anymore. She's old. She can't keep that kind of. Unless she has that choker on. 
Unless you put that choker on. And keep your clothes on with that choker, too. <laughs> yeah, the opening scene, like, it was the 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 music, the style, it, it really, it almost did seem like kind of a scene out of the Lord of the Rings with the, yeah. with the commune. You know, and I, I think on the one hand, it's kind of, it was kind of nice that they, they made it like the pre-credits reveal. You know, I don't know if him coming back was good enough for like a, a, a end of the episode reveal. But yeah, I mean, it was kind of, it was so, like, that introduction was so counter to the show, you almost knew it was going to fall apart by the end. And the fact that they, they, they took him they took him from, like, at peace with the world to ready to kill everybody again in the span of about 52 minutes. So it's like, you know, you didn't even give me a chance to think about it. Yeah, that's true. So you kind of knew so, you you knew it wasn't going to be all happy, happy, joy, joy. You knew there was going to be something awful happen, and he was going to have to resort back to his old ways. So yeah, that that you kind of uh, you know saw coming. I basically yeah, called I it like see it. I called it unforgiving. Basically, that was what that's what it reminded me of. Mm. Yeah. So basically, the title was called Broken Man. It might have been Broken Men, but the two most, well, I mean, with uh, Theon and and the Hound, it seems like they're going to go back to their old ways. So maybe they're going to mend them up mentally and physically, and let's see what happens. Yep. It looks that way. Well, so I think that's going to be the end of episode seven. We'll stretch it about as much as we can stretch it. Yeah, this happy-ass nothing left. They better get some meat next week. Depleted. So, well, a couple episodes, one of us was crying. This episode, this person is angry or upset. So I think we're going to cover the whole gambit of all the emotions. (laughs) But uh, do you have any party words, uh, female perspective? Um, well, I, I think it was nice to see Dan starting to get his, you groove know, back. his groove back. <laughs> yes, as you put it. So yeah, that uh, yeah. So hopefully he he'll continue on that road. It I w- it would be nice if the red woman could maybe lay hands on his uh, middle section <laughs> and maybe bring that back. Bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he'd like for her to do that. With the choker on. Do you have any uh, party words, Brother Beavis? Nope. I'm just ready. I'm ready to kick back into high gear and see some more action here this season. Um, I'm with you on that. Right. So here, here's the, uh, episode eight. I hope it's great. And we're all t- next week. We're saying we wish that episode never ended. But uh, if you like this uh, podcast It's brotherscomics.com We're also on Twitter We're on Facebook And um, we will See you again our friends North remembers And thanks for uh, choosing Brothers Comics Adios from the female perspective See you next week 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.